At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Hour number two of a numbers game at VSIN, the sports betting network, VSIN.com, the VSIN app, Fubo, Sling, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. It's all proudly brought to you by BetMGM Nevada. Gil Alexander, Jeff Parlay, producer number five and eight, is here as well. Jeff also hosts a show on the weekend called uh, Bet Center, and he goes by the name of Jeff Parles on that show. We'll be uh, point spread Saturday this Saturday. What time are you? Bright on? and early, What's eight a.m. Eastern. Bright oh, and early out here yes. in Vegas. You like it, waking up at that hour? I, it, as as soon as that alarm goes off, I try to figure out what day it is and what time it is. But <laughs> I, I'm always ready to go for that Bruh, show. That's be every day at five a.m. <laughs> every day. Like, what is this? What am I doing again here? Oh, that's what I do. That's right. Uh, we get tweets at Benny the Book. Chris of St. Bart's. Oh, Chris of St. Bart's. You ever been to St. Bart's, Jeff? I've never been to St. Bart's. I've been to St. Martin plenty of times, but never St. Bart's. St. Martin or St. Martin, split yes. in the middle. Yes. Stay on the Dutch side, eat on the French side in St. Martin. There it is. There's there's your St. Bart. There's your San Martin uh, tip of the day. They have casinos there. Um, St. Bart's is like, uh, bougie-ish, er, I mean that in a good way. But Chris wants to know, where, uh, when can I find your French Open podcast? Drew Densick and I will do that tomorrow after the show. We will head over, or I will head over to, uh, the D. We will record that. No Dan Weston, as Dan Weston, uh, as I mentioned yesterday, Dan Weston texted me from a cruise ship somewhere off the coast of Mallorca. He's like, sorry, Gil, can't do it. It's a horrible Dan Weston. But, uh, yeah, he's unable to do the French. He'll be back for Wimbledon. Marcus Phillips 2.0. Hey, Gil, uh, by the way, Marcus Phillips from Spain. He says, what were the odds you got and when were they bet made for Sviatek and Alcaraz to win the French? The Sviatek ones were made a long time ago at plus 450. I'm thinking early in the year January, if I'm not mistaken. Don't hold me to that. It might have been before that. Uh, Alcaraz was made the night that Ash Barty retired. So whatever night that was earlier this year... Alcaraz was at 11 to 1 over at Boyd here. Uh, you could also get him at about 9 to 1, anything above 7.5 to 1, quite frankly, because I bet him multiple times. So the night that Ash Barty retired, whatever night that was earlier this year, that's when I bet the, uh, the Alcaraz ones. Uh, Cricket Man, sorry for the uh, effusive praise, but I will, pay, I will pay the full VEASAN subscription just for your shows. Real pros make it good listening. Thanks for showing up. Thank you, Cricket Man. Nate Blando, Sasnovich on FanDuel went from minus 112 to minus 134 in less than a minute after you uh, gave out the pick. And Todd Bubba Horowitz, 
There are always idiots out there looking to knock you down. Not only are your tennis picks spectacular, you never hide from a loser. In my business, which is similar, you can never please the haters. They're just miserable people. Oh, it's totally what's rattling around in their head. Doesn't bother me. But it did get me to uh, get on here and say, oh, yeah, you want to hear about the tennis picks? Here you go, which I don't usually do. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, from under a cloud of smoke in Southern California, he is the host of the Wide World of Weingarten podcast. We are always pleased to have him on. It's Jason Weingarten. How you doing, Jason? Pretty good. Uh, nice morning over here. Jason, let me uh, let me ask you this. As he's, wear his, he's wearing his Rams paraphernalia once again, Super Bowl champion, Los Angeles Rams. I teased this segment before. I was like, who's the best player on the uh, Angels right now? Is it Mike Trout? Is it Shohei Otani? Or is it this guy? Taylor Ward. Taylor Ward, who has been with the Angels now for five years and has never had prior to this year more than 65 appearances in games and 237 plate appearances, right now through 28 games and 122 plate appearances, he leads the majors in all the slash categories. Batting average, OBP, and slugging percentage, obviously OPS as well. But 376, 484, and 733, uh, OPS plus as well. Um, nine homers already a career high. Do we have any, uh, and by we, I mean you, any Taylor Ward bets out there? Nothing. <clears throat> He's not going to win anything. Okay. But congratulations to Taylor Ward for, you know, exceeding all expectations and playing in the top, you know, 0.1% of his projections, I guess. If I come back to you in a month and I say, do we have any Taylor Ward bets? If he kept this pace, what would you say then? I was advocating for a any Angels player versus field prop for MVP. Oh, so look at that. If if that existed, you know that I could see myself betting. But other than that, no. I mean, uh, not you know, not take anything away from a guy who's performing incredibly well. But wouldn't you? probably argue that the reason his numbers are so high is because he's batting, you know, next to or around trout and Otani in the lineup and pitchers are more concerned about what they're going to throw to those guys than Taylor Ward and Ward's benefiting from, you know, the players around him in the lineup. I would, but I'm just making conversation, Jason. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, I think it's worth bringing up, right? Because I yes. mean, he's, he, he should make the all-star team for those numbers. I'm not, well, I'm not, just not, no argument for me there. That's but. why I bring up the follow-up question, which is okay. That's one thing to answer it now in May, but if, if it's June 18th instead of May 18th, and he still has these numbers, then might there be a Taylor Ward bet that creeps into your uh, portfolio there? No, no, not I mean, June. There's just nothing. Can what, I, what, 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 you can't can bet I, him for rookie of the year. Can I bring up July? Any takers on July? Uh, we'll just, I'll move off. From <laughs> well, I don't yeah. know what I do. Yeah, oh. I'll move off from Taylor Ward. Uh, okay. What do you like today? Let's see. I bet the Astros again. I actually Ooh. bet them early uh, minus one thirty. I think it's still similar price. You and Josh Towers both on the Astros today. Bet right. the Yankees over seven and a half runs. And I bet the Rockies minus, uh, not minus, uh, Rockies over 11. Uh, Game total over 11 at Coors. Yeah. Okay. Um, Are you finding yourself, because you you texted me the other day and you were betting a bunch of stuff. Are you finding that the volume of bets per day is rapidly increasing now? Slightly. Slightly going higher. I'm hitting a good stride at the moment. You know, everything's going good. You try to you know, I I don't like baseball as much when you kind of your, your performance is choppy and you're having winning days and losing days. I prefer to 
you know, have smaller winning days, but have them rack up consistently. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been, been pretty solid the last two weeks or so. So what do you think just is trying to do the, the same things every day? There might not be an answer to this question, but I'm curious, have you noticed a shift in your baseball betting pie? And by that, I mean, if back in the day you were betting sides and totals, but primarily sides, and then you branched down, you were doing first innings, then you were doing, um, you know, runs, hits, errors, and then you were doing team totals or whatever. Like, what's what's the portion of that pie that we might be surprised is larger than we would anticipate? I mean, if anything, it's just sides and totals. Still. I bet more. I bet, well, I mean, just because the, the volume, you know, for example, like if you have a bunch of accounts and you're getting 500 bucks on, yeah. baseball props, you know, and you have 10 accounts, you can get $5,000 spread across, you know, a first inning at 10 different accounts to the hypothetical. And then you got to split some of that with some other people that get you the accounts, whatever, whatever it cuts down what you actually make. But uh, a baseball side, you know, if you're taking $500 on a prop, you're, you're probably taking double, triple, you know, five times that maybe even more on the side. And you can do that 10 times, you know, it, it's just a much higher, you know, volume on, on sides than it is on, on props. Even, even on the best days when you have the best prop, you're still limited to how much you can get down, you know, across the board. Sure. Words uh, have ba- never been Baseball spoken. sides aren't like that. Yeah. Not at all. Not at all. Uh, PGA. I know you oh, have. Yeah, I got a good, I got a good bat. I think I, you know, I got a nice long shot for people who want to. Bet a long shot. What do you got? Um, top 10, top 20, top 40 market. Alex Cheka. He plays on the senior tour. He won the senior PGA at the same course last year. Shot eight under 35 to one for the top 20. I think uh, 65 to one top 10 and then eight to one on the top 40. You know, I'm just taking a shot on a guy who, it's had solid course history, you know, recently on this course. Um, not really expecting him to contend, but, you know, maybe he likes the course. I, I, I do tend to play guys who have success previously on the same courses. Cheka is, is spelled? C-E-J-K-A. C-E-J-K-A. Alex Cheka. All right. Jason all over him. Any of the, uh, let's, let's move off the long shots for a second. I'm sure he's not the only person you're betting. What other bets do you have for the PGA? Bet Lucas Herbert, 300 to 1. I bet Justin Harding, 400 to 1. And that's all I got so far. Really? Going to peek around today and see what else I can find. But no, uh, nobody really on the, the short end. I wanted Max Homa, but he was like 40 to 1. I wanted like 100. So way off what uh, what I was looking for. Maybe I'll see if... Uh, they're doing another Calcutta, and if I can uh, glean any information from that from, from Rufus and Jeff, <laughs> that's that's right, the old Calcutta. I'm sure they are. Drew is involved in that as well. Do you ever do first round leaders, anything like that? Yeah, I do first round leader, but my first round leader strategy is probably slightly different than some of the other other people you do first round leaders with. I do it live, and I do it via the XM radio in my car because ah. it's it's slightly ahead. So I sit, I sit in the car listening to the XM radio, waiting for somebody to make a move quick at the end and, and then slam it in. and see if I can get ahead of the, the move. It, it works occasionally. Sometimes you end up dumping a bunch of money, though. It's a beautiful thing. 
You don't do that in baseball? Like, you don't go to a ballpark and, like, wait for the first batter to, like, hit a home run and then jump in on something? A prop? I've done that before. I've done that at Dodger Stadium before. It was actually Tim Anderson and the the White Sox hit a leadoff home run on the first pitch of the game. I front run, you know, bet the White Sox. They still lost. <laughs> it's still lost. It's the best ESPN story of all time back in the day. I'll tell it real quick again. I think I'm sure I'm sure I've told it before. Back in the days of the, you know, when they when ESPN first started early the you know, late seventies, early eighties, and they had the feed before everybody around the country did. And uh, apparently the Pirates were at Chavez Ravine, and they were, like, up 7 nothing in the first. So everybody – but it was late getting back to the East Coast, so everybody at ESPN bet the Pirates, you know, this plus money against the Dodgers. Um, and the Dodgers came all the way. Later that night, Chris Berman on the, on the, on the uh, nightcast. And in a game that meant a lot to everybody around here, the Dodgers <laughs> came back from 7 down to, be, <laughs> to beat the Pirates 8-7. to seven. Great story. Jason, thank you. Good luck with all the golf bets. We'll talk to you on Friday. Thanks for having me. We'll talk later. Jason Weingarten. Brady Cannon will join us with his full breath of PGA picks next. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Spring Special is here once again for only $59. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. Adam Burke's Daily MLB Best Bets, JVT on the NBA, Andy McNeil on the NHL. Lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention UFC, USFL, NASCAR, golf, best bets, and premium articles for all. The full Visa experience includes daily best bet emails, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools, and a live video stream whenever you want it. The cost is only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vsin.com slash spring. We got this uh, text from John Goulet. We were talking about the... Uh, the 2009 Orlando Magic and how they were sort of the forgotten team. The Dwight Howard, Hito Turkoglu team. Jameer Nelson also. Uh, Goulet says, he goes, that 09 season is a lost one because we didn't get what we were promised. Nike was running ads based on getting Kobe versus LeBron in the finals and then the Magic screwed it all up. <laughs> you, rem- you remember that campaign, Jeff? That, that's very accurate, isn't it? Yeah, if memory serves me correctly, that was the the MVP's uh, campaign that Nike ran, which was the puppet version of LeBron and Kobe. If memory serves me correctly, and John's right. I mean, that was that that ad was basically on every commercial break humanly possible when watching ESPN and D and D that year. 
You know, my favorite part of uh, any show is when my mom calls me right in the middle of the show. How many years have I been doing this show? She doesn't care. She's calling right in the middle. I should probably take this live on air. See what she has. Gilly, what are you doing? Uh, doing a show, Mom. Uh, hope it's okay. Hope everything's okay with her. Uh, so, by the way, we showed the tennis futures just from this year alone over 62 units. Just from this year alone. Uh, just to let you know that it doesn't work out in every sport like this. Here are my NBA playoff uh, series bets and futures bets. We are down three units on these so far. Um, because we took uh, Toronto a couple times against Philly, took the Bucks to beat Boston, Bucks to win the NBA title. Those are all losses. Miami did uh, get it done against Philly. Do have Miami twice against Boston. If Golden State wins it all, it'll all be a, a winning endeavor in the end. But just to let you know, not all not all sports are created equal equally. That's for sure. But let's go Warriors. Just a bet I made early in the year when them and the Suns had the best records in basketball, plus five fifty. I was like, let me let me bet this now. I'll be thrilled to have it in my account come uh, May and June, and sure enough, that's where we are. Game one tonight between the uh, Warriors and the Mavericks. Okay, uh, speaking of the NBA, never too early to look at the 2022-23 NBA futures market. This is always fascinating to me because we just came off a year again where the defending champion and the defending Western Conference champion were higher than they ever have been after a title and, and being runner-up to the title with the Bucks at 9-1 to one and the Suns longer than that. Neither got home, obviously, as this season, uh, these playoffs continue without them. What will it look like next year? Will, will the Nets' love be as off the charts? Yes, sir. I just... Oh. Just bring it, bring it up right in were, front of me. You're here, leaning Gil. in. You're leaning in like you had something to say. Right no, there. I. It, you want to talk to my mom and find out what that's all about? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, what are you doing answering the phone? Uh, all right. So the Brooklyn Nets are in fact the short shot. Brooklyn Nets are in fact the short shot. Let me get them out here uh, real quick. Here, I got, I got you. You got it. Like, all right, you through, go. Read yeah, through, you go. Ahead. Read through it for there you. you. Make Thank it you, a, sir. A little bit easier because uh, of uh, a nice, uh, yeah. nice uh, misread by me this morning no, no while we were going through things. Uh, the Brooklyn Nets are the favorite. And these numbers, by the way, from DraftKings. Uh, DraftKings and a few other books have them up uh, right now. Ben MGM does not have next year's numbers up yet. Uh, Brooklyn Nets 5-1. to one. Okay, let me just stop there. Does that already upset you? Not upset you, but like, as, does, is that is that justified? As long as though, as long as Durant and Irving are there, they're going to be the favorite. Does that make that correct? No, it does not. But like, do we learn anything from year to year, or are we just that dumb that we're like, nope, it's Durant and Irving, so they've got to be the favorite or the I, short shot or whatever? I, I'm not even certain that's the one of the short shots that. Oh, okay. That uh, makes me uh, that grinds my gears the most. There, uh, the uh, the Warriors are plus five fifty. No problem with that. Come on, the most the beautiful Clippers, thing in sports. The Clippers are the third favorite with Boston. They're both six to one. Clippers are third. Yeah, the Clippers Cause, are six cause to one. Because that's Kawhi coming back. Yeah, but we have no idea what he's going to look <laughs> like here. I, Kawhi Leonard has started this thing in the NBA where we apparently are not entitled to know anything about injuries. Like, do we really know what Kyle Lowry's problem is? We really get one of them. But Kawhi, still not quite the NHL, though. Well, yeah. That's <laughs> By the way, how about the NHL last night? Brief aside, Lightning get it done in game one against the Panthers. Big brother took it to, to little brother. Lightning looking for their third consecutive Stanley Cup championship. And they're already up one nothing in that series. They take home ice. I don't know how you bet against that team. I really don't. And I'm, I'm not Mr. Hockey, 
But, like, at this point, should they be plus money in any game that they're in, let alone to win the title? Well, Colorado Avalanche are sitting there. The other game last night, Colorado. First of all, if they had lost that game last night, that would have been a crime. They were so dominating that game. And then finally, uh, they were able to put in the game winner in overtime. Anyway, brief aside. Sorry. No problem. Colorado, that was the biggest domination of a 3-2 overtime overtime win you'll ever see. Ever. Ever see. Uh, Milwaukee and Phoenix are both 7-1. Okay. After that. Now, if if they lose Aiton, because we talked about this a little bit last night, if Phoenix loses Aiton, isn't their window officially done? And I'm not acting like DeAndre Aiton's the greatest player in the world, but doesn't he make them different? Because if you take Aiton out, aren't they just a really poor man's Warriors? I, I I like their depth still, but you take Aiden out of it, you you're right. You give away you yeah. your your inside scoring presence is gone. I would never bet them. No, I don't. It, they missed her. They needed to yep. win last year. Yep. Period. They needed to win that series up to a last year against Milwaukee or this year. Right. And also, I'll say this: the Bucks really the fifth favorite. I see that 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 was my reaction <laughs> really? this year too. Right, like they still got the best player in the world. I, apologies to Jokic, right? I mean, yeah. The, the the Clippers, you're right. The Clippers with a with the promise of Kawhi and the promise of Kawhi being the old Kawhi, I'm not, they shouldn't be a shorter shot than the Bucks. No. no and, and the Bucks have an offseason to improve things, right? Like right. we that that's an assumption in and of itself, but yes. Then uh my Miami is at eleven to one. Also criminally underrated. Probably I think that that. I'm not overly offended by that number. Yeah, probably should be a tick lower, right? Maybe eight, yeah. nine to one. Yeah. Nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Philadelphia and Dallas are fourteen to one for next year. Okay, so let's stop there. Yeah, stop it with the Philadelphia. By the way, why did it, why did that come out like I was like a old uh, stop it with the Philadelphia? Didn't mean to say it like that. Taste the soup. Stop it. As long as as long as we don't know that James Harden can return to James, if if we are convinced that it's that the James Harden greatness is over, then how are they possibly fourteen to one? And Bede is awesome. Now, if you can convince me that Harden, which you can't, but if you can convince me he could return to glory, different story. But I don't believe that. Luca and the Mavericks at fourteen to one. Now that's a bet. Yeah, if you're betting this this far in advance, because if Dallas makes the finals. And if they add somebody, right? Yeah. Well, the, the, inter- the Brunson contract situation is going to be very interesting from their perspective and seeing if, let's face it, if the New York Knicks decide to overpay Jalen Brunson, that's kind of what it's going to come down to. But you're right. And if, you're one more, Bunson, and if you're Jalen Brunson, you would be happy to be overpaid. I, I would very Knicks. happily take the money. But I don't think Brunson's your difference between winning a title or not. I, I just helps. Yeah, I mean, but here they are in the conference finals, right? What was the Bucks number for next year? Seven to one. So I mean, to me, it's double. To me, Warriors, Bucks, and Mavericks are still the the ones I would look at, and the Mavericks at fourteen to one might be the best bet on that board. Yeah, the the, the rest of the, the rest of the board of note here: Memphis is fifteen to one, not interested. Denver's seventeen to one, definitely not uh, interested until you see that Murray can come back and actually look uh, like himself. Denver's kind of interesting. You want the Lakers at twenty-two to one? Gil? I do not. <laughs> you sure? You sure about that? And then that, uh, that the only be... other team shorter than fifty, Utah's forty to one. We have no idea what that team's going to look like, and if they look like the same team, you want no part of it. Uh, the, and, U- the Utah thing is, is again, it's it's. Oh, forgive me for doing this multiple times in one segment, but it's like 
on Passover, we say, why is this night different from all other nights? It's a, it's a tradition. Why is that team different from all other jazz teams? Like, you can ask that question of them every year. By the way, what if Gobert ends up on the Warriors, ultimately? Gobert in Dallas would also be interesting, yeah. too. Even though Dallas got better when they got rid of Porzingis. So. Dallas 14-1, to 1, man. That's that pretty be, good. That might be a bet. Is New Orleans 45-1 to 1 interest you at all? Kind of, but, you know, that was the thing about the lottery that I didn't mention. That was the one thing about the lottery last night. Where you know how we're talking about the NFL draft doesn't doesn't move a futures market. Like maybe if if Green Bay hadn't drafted a wideout, ultimately they would have gone backwards. But ultimately, an NFL draft doesn't move the betting market. Had the Pelicans gotten into the top four last night, I actually think their futures prices would have would have really moved last night. But they are set up nicely. So I mean, does it interest me? I still don't think they're going to win the title. But they'll make some noise next year in the postseason for sure. What's your favorite bet of all of those right there? It's Dallas. Dallas. Has to be I right think so, now. too. 14 to 1. But, you know, if you, if you said, hey, you still want to bet on the Warriors or the Bucks, I'd probably do it as well. We'll come back. Brady Cannon on the PGA. It is here, and it is after the break. Right here at VEASAN's A Numbers Game. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. Back on a numbers game, Gil Alexander. We get tweets at beating the book. Uh, Steven Vegas. Stations has the uh, Mets and the Brewers games. First inning run, yes, plus 140 and plus 145, respectively. Auto bets? Pretty much, Steven Vegas. Corey Henderson, 775. Gil, I remember once when I busted your chops for a loss. That was many wins ago, LOL. The guy is obviously a rookie. Oh, he's talking about somebody else on Twitter, yeah, who was uh, saying rookie things. Uh, let's see here. Chris Heath, my bunny ears into the digital TV continue to prove themselves well ahead of whatever feed many offshores use. Yeah, Chris, that's the, that is uh, very typical. The bunny ears work better. Phil Weiss. I'm always worried with a Phil Weiss tweet if I Ron Burgundy threw it. Got to say, Gil, I'm not one of those kids who never saw Howard play. I watched him gag and moan his whole career. He did less with more than most have. I think he belongs in the Hall of Lame. Thanks, Phil Weiss. Appreciate you know, it. I uh, <laughs> talking I, about I, Dwight if Howard. You've given me four guesses on where that was going to go. I would have actually gotten that. <laughs> you would have got. You yeah, would have guessed. Would have actually gotten that. Uh, Jason H11. Oh, uh, he's imitating my mom. Jeffrey, why do you answer and not Gilly? Is he sick? What show? It's 2.30 here. 2.30. <laughs> That's she lives. also not correct. Yeah, but I hope but, my mom doesn't oh, think it's 2.30. I will 2:30. say, just to, yes. to, to uh, I, I, I know we'll get to golf in a second, just to piggyback on, on what Phil Weiss tweeted at it yes. with Howard. Yeah. He is one of, when we look back at this, and again, it'll be really people my age more than anything uh, who are younger growing up with this, uh, when he was that first overall pick, when everyone thought it should have been a Mecca Okafor, remember, in that draft. Who I used to see at the Hard Rock Lagoon and, all the time. And, and Dwight Howard just so pol- like ends up being one of the more polarizing players in league history. Yeah. Because there are people that loved the way Dwight Howard played those eight years in Orlando and before it kind of fell apart. And there are people like Phil Weiss, who, and there are people <laughs> my age who had that same opinion of Dwight Howard. It's very interesting. He Very was awesome, man. He had a he had the better part of a decade where he was no doubt about it, one of the elite players in the NBA, and probably should have been on the best seventy-five of all time. Quite frankly, he will be on the best one hundred. I'm guessing. 
25 years from now when they do that. Ladies and gentlemen, he is the uh, co-host of Long Shots and paid me an exorbitant amount of money to rent out a segment on the show yesterday. It's Brady <laughs> Cannon. How you doing, Brady? Good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for being here again, man. Yeah. I am so pumped. Me too, man. Is there anything, I mean, Masters Week is probably better, right? Because there's nothing like watching Augusta and the Azaleas and Jim Nance wax prosaically about everything there. But we are at golf's second major, Southern Hills and Tulsa. The setting might not be as uh, traditionally awesome, but it's still a major. And there is nothing better than, uh, than adult males looking forward to a weekend of just sitting in front of a TV with bets soaking in a great golf tournament. Uh, yeah, it's so true. And I've heard a couple of people out there that are saying that this major is not necessarily moving the needle for them. I, oh, I think they're bat crazy. Yes. I, I think this golf course, you know, you throw a little wind into the mix, and hopefully it's not too brutal because I don't want to see a train wreck. I don't, I don't like watching. We've seen some U.S. Opens like that before. I, I don't like watching a train wreck. But, you know, if we get this tournament somewhere between – Eight to ten under, maybe even twelve is your winner. That's probably about perfect. And Gil, you and I remember when the PGA used to play in mid to late August. It was the fi- glory's last shot, right? It was the final major, yes. and I think it was the least prestigious. It was only a few years ago when this was right. Yeah, right. You you had the Masters, and we know what the Masters is. Then you had the U.S. Open, our national championship, and then maybe the World Championship in the British Open. And then there was the PGA. I think the PGA has done itself such an upgrade oh, yeah. in the last decade. And it used to, like, before we can remember, it used to be this way, I believe, right? Like, the, the what we remember, the calendar with the PGA being last, was kind of just our window in time. I think this used to be the schedule many, many years ago. I don't know that for yeah. sure. Okay. Be, there, there was a time when the PGA used to be a match play event. Yeah, they used to play match play. But by the way, I say I should point out. I say, you know, adult males watching this tournament. Not that adult females don't like it too. We just happen to be the lazier of the uh, of the two <laughs> genders, is what I was getting at. But um, I'm with you. I first of all, I love that it's TPC one month, Masters the next month, PGA the next month, U.S. Open, Open Championship, one after the other. And then you get into, like, FedEx Cup and stuff like that. Yeah, right? which is not too shabby either. No, which I think doesn't get the juice it deserves. And it'll probably get there. You know, yeah. I, I, think, I mean, I think, you know, not only the P- – now, P- some people don't understand. You have the PGA of America. Yeah. There's, what, four different governing bodies in golf. You have the PGA Tour, which runs the Players' Championship. You have Augusta National, which runs Augusta. You have the RNA, which runs the British Open. The the USGA runs the United States Open. And then the PGA of America runs the PGA Championship. The PGA Tour, hmm. um, they're the one that switched the schedule. Yes. You and I have both complimented how great that is. You just talked about it, the way the majors just stack up and they're getting out of the way of football. They have they have bought this real estate that is the summertime, and it's enhanced their product. And so, what you're talking about there with the FedEx Cup and the playoffs, I, I think they'll eventually accentuate that and make that more interesting as well. And and how can you not with the number of stars we have in the game right now? Well, I also love it from a betting perspective because it's I love anything in betting that requires one an additional level of thought than just one. So with the FedEx Cup. It's the three, you know, it's the three uh, event deal mm-hmm. where you cut off, right? It was like from 70 to 30, remember right. that whole thing. 
and then it's a staggered start on the third one, so you have to factor that into your handicapping as well. So it's a, to me, it's a really cool thing from a betting perspective. That's all I care about is the betting perspective of it, but it hasn't caught on to mainstream media's fascination for sure. Well, the final, the Tour Championship, is a little squirrely. Yeah. Um, n- not only from a betting standpoint, but for people to kind of follow, too. Like, wait, Xander Shoffley had the lowest four days, right. but DJ won? But okay. DJ won. <laughs> you know, so. See, I like stuff like that. But but here we are, traditional, uh, you know, stroke play. The PGA at uh, Southern Hills in Tulsa. We'll talk about the outrights here before the break. Scotty Scheffler is the short shot, uh, as we're showing here, courtesy of BetMGM, 11-1. John Rahm's been right there with him. They've sort of gone back and forth here. He's 12 and uh, twelve to 1. JT, Rory, both at 14 to 1. Colin Morikawa, the only one who is shorter than 20 to 1 uh, besides uh, besides those guys at 16 to 1. I am all in on Scotty Scheffler. I've talk- I talked about this with you right after the Masters. I just think he's different, and he loves this course. And I have a feeling we're about to see a guy get halfway to a slam. But obviously... A lot of work to be done the next four days. Where did you end up with your outrights? Um, of the short shots there, I played Colin Morikawa. And, you know, I've mentioned this throughout the week. I mean, you look at that entire board there. I, I think any of those guys could win. But unfortunately, from a betting standpoint, it's uh, not responsible to bet them all. <laughs> so you we, have to kind of pick and, ju- yes. pick and choose. Uh, I went with Morikawa. Uh, I went with Jordan Spieth. I went with Xander Shoffley. I went with Will Zalatoris and uh, Daniel Berger and Hideki Matsuyama. And what all of those guys share in common is tremendous iron play and great short games. And I think that is going to be the focal point of what is needed this week at this particular golf course. In my study and in my handicap of Southern Hills, I I really think that is going to be paramount. if you look at uh, Jordan Spieth and what he's done lately, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, uh, these are guys that have won the Masters before. Will Zalatoris has finished second and sixth at Augusta National. Xander Shoffley with a second and a third place at Augusta. I do believe there's a strong correlation to Augusta National. Also, Shinnecock Hills, where Xander Shoffley has a good finish there, as does Daniel Berger. So, you know, that, that's a big part of my handicap typically is finding the guys with the skill sets and then also the correlated courses where they've done at other courses that make sense that means they should translate to do well at this property as well. One thing I like about Xander Shoffley, doesn't it seem like for, for the past five years we've been hearing, you know, going into a major, I'm on Shoffley, I'm on Shoffley. Oh, yeah. We're not hearing his name this week, and that's one of the reasons I love him. Well, because we're, we're tired of him not shooting 11 under par on a Sunday like he did this past Sunday where he's got no pressure on him. and we're Or, or, or we're tired of the, oh, he won a tournament that no one cared about. Or we're tired of him finishing in third. Yes. Or, or, or you know, blowing it on the 16th hole at Augusta. Right. Yes, he's never been able to get it done, but – I do like the fact, or, or, you know, the U.S. Open last year at Torrey Pines in his backyard, there was a lot of focus on him. That was a quote-unquote home game for Xander Shoffley. Just not as much buzz about the guy, but, you know, you look at all the numbers and you look at what he's done, and nothing's really changed as far as his game. So I, I like the fact, and I talked about this at the Masters, everybody was talking about Tiger, yeah, and rightly so. And I said, you know what I love about that? Rory McIlroy is not the focal point here. Mm-hmm. What did he do? He finished second. So I think it's a similar storyline for Xander Shoffley with not a lot of buzz about him this week. Do you ever bet these DraftKings offers this? Do you ever bet the um, 
the markets where it's like, oh, how do you phrase it again? It's like Scheffler, Rom, Thomas, McElroy, Morikawa out to win the tournament. So minus those five players involved. Do you ever bet those markets? I don't. I think yeah. it's real hard to figure out. And and I don't know if there's a lot of value in the pricing of it. It's maybe a little bit of a sucker bet. Fun bet to me. Hmm. Oh, um, no. I saw some nice numbers over did there. Did you? Okay, yeah. well, you, you, you've seen it more than no. I have. I, you know, it's kind of like the South Point does here. You've got four teams to win it all, or do you want the field? Coming back, we'll repeat all those outrights and his other bets next. Brady Cannon, numbers game. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual-wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Numbers Game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. BetMGM, the king of sports books, unleashes the spirit of Las Vegas with BetMGM Rewards. Every time you make a wager at BetMGM, you can earn BetMGM Rewards points that you can redeem for online bonus credits like free bets and risk-free tokens. Planning a trip to Vegas, you can also convert your BetMGM points into MGM Rewards points that you can use towards dining, shows, and hotel rooms at over 20 MGM Resorts properties located on the Las Vegas Strip and nationwide. BetMGM Rewards, sports betting's premier loyalty program featuring exclusive offers, incredible experiences, and valuable perks when you wager on the BetMGM app. Sign up with BetMGM or log on today to get an even bigger piece of the action with BetMGM Rewards. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. We get tweets at Beating the Book. Always appreciate the feedback. This is from Jim Dittler. Gil, if you like Scheffler outright, wouldn't it make more sense to bet him to be the first-round leader and then take him on Thursday night if he's not in the lead? He'd most likely have uh, longer than 12-1 to odds on Friday if he's not in the lead. Well, not if he's second or third place, he wouldn't. And close to the lead. But I, Even like top 10, it probably yeah. wouldn't change too much. Johnny uh, Carrasco, hey, what did your mom want? <laughs> I don't know. She left a message. She said, call her when I get a chance. I don't know. She just forgot him on the air, I guess. We'll see. Hope it's okay. Coach Brian uh, responded to Jason Weingarten's uh, long shot pick. He said, I found Alex Chechka at 110 to 1 for top 20 and top 10. Both 10 extra places for the same price. Nice. Thanks. Uh, he won the uh, senior PGA championship here. I think it was that's 2019. What, that's what he said. Yeah. I think he's a Las Vegas resident, too. Jason's all over. Kenny G. Gill sitting by the pool in Cusumel watching you on my phone. Waiting for golf picks. Great show as always. Thanks again. But, uh, we've had tweets from 
Spain? Cozumel, and I don't even know if, uh, if the guy was in St. Bart's or it's not. It's a global show. Very global. Very international. Can you repeat your outrights for people who missed it just before? Uh, okay, so shortest shot is Morikawa, Hideki Matsuyama, Xander Schauffele. Uh, Jordan Spieth, I got at 34 to 1. He's down now to about 15 or whatever. Nice. Um, Will Zalatoris and Daniel Berger. I believe that's my top six. And then the other four are, are more long shot. I, I do believe in them. I certainly would not throw money at them if I didn't think they had a shot. But I, there may be better bets for top 20. But I do think they have a shot. They make, they make all the sense in my handicap. Tommy Fleetwood at triple digits. Gary Woodland at triple digits. Jason Kokrak at 130 to 1. And then <laughs> I was kidding this week on some other shows I've done. I don't think I've ever bet a guy at 350 to 1 until this week. And I did that with Chris Kirk. Chris Kirk. And I had, you know, he was not on my radar at all. And I started crunching all my numbers and looking at the stats. And this guy's name keeps popping up. And I said, hmm, Chris Kirk. So really just lunch money on him at 350 to one. But, uh, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he cashed a top 20, which I think I got at six to one. And of those guys, how many are you making derivative top tens and top 20? Bets uh, the top six, I played top 10, the bottom four, I played top 20. Okay. Um, what about, do you ever do like nationalities and that kind of thing? How deep do you No, get it's fun. And I think there's some good bets to be made in that market yeah. for sure. Um, but it's just not something I've necessarily taken a stab at. Um, I did play head-to-head yes, matchups. That was my next question. There yeah. you go. Mm-hmm. Um, I played uh, Daniel Berger, minus 135 over Jason Day. Daniel Berger has maybe the lowest ball flight in the field, and if the wind is going to blow, that'll be advantageous. Conversely, Jason Day has one of the highest ball flights in the field, and if the wind blows, I think that'll be detrimental. Uh, I played Chris Kirk minus 135 over Kevin Kistner, and I've heard that has just been steamed. Kirk now like minus 165 or something like that over Kistner. Uh, Max Homa plus 125 over Tony Finau, and Gary Woodland plus 145 over Russell Henley. All right, so let's talk about that weather for a second because that's the other thing sort of hanging over this tournament. You look at the uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma uh, forecast. Tomorrow, 18-mile-per-hour winds. Mm-hmm. Friday, up to 20-mile-per-hour winds. Right. And then Saturday, a 40% chance of precipitation. Mm-hmm. Also, with uh, the wind died down a little bit, 16 miles per hour, but still maybe significant. And I guess and Sunday it dies down entirely. But I guess my question to you is this. When, when the prospect of inclement weather comes up, obviously there's some courses, right, that are – close to the sea, Pebble Beach being one of them, where you're always very aware of what's going on. When you handicap a tournament like this and you see wind in the forecast, and by the way, you, you start to make assessments, right? You're like, okay, well, the, the guys who have the early tee times mm-hmm. tomorrow the draw. might be at an advantage if the wind hasn't started up quite yet, and they also get the late uh, then you really, your mind plays, you know, your mind goes even further. Then they also get the late tee times on Friday. Maybe it will have died down by the, you know, you go into that. But primarily starting with tomorrow, like how much do you let that seep into your handicapping or does it just throw you off? It's a little bit of both. You know, it, you can't, you have to kind of get in front of this handicap. I, I've been studying this golf course for over a month because it is relatively new to us. Um, so I've been trying to figure it out for a while, but you can't predict the weather until maybe today, you know, so if even right. Yeah. So I've made a lot of bets, obviously, before today, 
I, I don't necessarily want to wait. I mean, there's certainly some players that have drifted. Will Zalatoris, I saw as high as 45 or 46 to 1. That's a, certainly a better number than I got before. So, you know, it, it's the timing of the market. You know yeah. that. Um, but I don't necessarily like to wait all the way up until I know or I have a good grasp on what the weather might do. So it's difficult. Now, we assume that the wind is going to blow, and, and I certainly have played what I feel are some good wind players. Maybe Shane Lowry, the best wind player in the world, and I did not he did not find his way onto my card. Dave Tyndall likes Shane Lowry. I know a lot of people that like Shane Lowry, and I think he makes a lot of sense. But uh, you mentioned the draw, and I did read yesterday that maybe there is an, advent, uh, an advantage to the early late, yeah. early Thursday, late Friday. We'll see if that plays out. And, you know, you, you I, I think there's a little bit of a luck of the draw. Maybe, Gil, I think that market is probably better for playing head-to-head matchups. Yeah. And if you find one guy with the good side versus a guy with the bad side, and, you, you know, those don't come out until Tuesday of the week anyway. Yeah, because I, I wonder how much of that is just us filling up airtime. Like, how many times in your golf betting career do you think you've looked back at the end of a tournament and say, boy, I'm glad I handicapped that weather, you know, vis-a-vis the tee times perfectly? I, I had I had one time it was the LA Open, the Genesis Invitational, and I think it was in fact Shane Lowry and Bubba Watson. I went against those two guys that were on the bad side. It was a pretty definitive draw bias, right? Mm-hmm. And I went against those two guys in a head-to-head matchup and it cashed easily. Here, it, it wasn't even close. So but but it it doesn't seem like you have that much of a crystal ball. Uh, in many cases. Here are some of the players that have early tee times tomorrow. John Daly with the earliest of all of them. Jump on him now. There you go, John Daly. (laughs) Get out there early. He'll Uh, be hungover probably. Chris Kirk, who you just mentioned, has an early tee time. Uh Uh-huh. 7.22 a.m. I guess these are Pacific times. 10.22. Well, I don't know. Are they? Uh, Probably central time. I I, I believe. Oh, local time, right. So 7.22 central. Pardon Mm -hmm. me. Chris Kirk, 7.22 central. Mito Pereira's early. Um, I think Spieth is early. I think it's eight eleven local time. They they basically go from I think uh, you know seven a.m. or so uh, until maybe just before eight forty five ish nine a.m. or something. Seabass is early. Always a uh, contender for first round leader. There you go. He's early. And then you get into the late wave where I think they start around twelve twelve thirty. Scotty Scheffler is not early, right? But uh, the group of Matsuyama, Shoffley, and Finau is. Yeah. Seven thirty-eight a.m. local time. Yeah, I think the I think I want to say 70 percent of my outrights are, are teeing off early, which is you know just luck of the draw. Hovland, Zalatoris, Smith early, Cameron Smith. How about the pairing and Spieth McElroy Tiger? Early. That's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. How about that pairing? Would you follow that pairing all oh. day long or what? Well, if Jordan Spieth could keep his mouth shut, I'd, I'd follow <laughs> it all day long. But he's got to like do a play-by-play on everything. How annoying would that get after a while? Hey, Jordan, I get it. Did you just can, you don't have maybe to maybe Tiger will tell him to just zip it. <laughs> Does that not annoy you, Jordan Spieth? I mean, you know, well, he, you know what I, I I love Jordan Spieth personally. Um, what I understand, you know, to your point, and a lot of people that kind of get annoyed by him, I don't like it when he comes off as being whiny. Right, but I do like the running commentary and the emotion um, because I, I I think that makes it more exciting. And and remember, go get that in the uh, you yeah. know when he hold that putt. I mean, I, I I love the fact that he's got some pizzazz and some charisma, as opposed to a guy like Patrick Cantlay, who's more of a robot. 
and and you VJ Singh, I remember from yeah, growing right. up, it was like, gosh, you know, I, I'm not really thrilled about this guy winning because he's boring. Yeah, no, you're right about that. There is some, you know, I can't have it both ways, right? Like Cantlay will drive you crazy with his uh, blandness right. at the same time. Right. All right, Brady, less than 24 hours away. Can't wait. Appreciate you uh, not only being here today, but also. Uh, Hanging out with Wes and uh, Dave Tyndall on the show yesterday. We Absolutely. That. Major week, man. Major week. Doesn't get better than this. Well, I guess it does if it's the Masters, but you get the idea. Uh, Brady Cannon, Long Shots, available now where all podcasts are distributed. Yes? Long Shots, uh, is certainly where all podcasts are distributed and at vcin.com slash podcast. All right. Drew and I will do the French Open pod tomorrow. Lombardi Line next. Enjoy from Visa, the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey, guys. Back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck, yeah. And some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> I love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.